What's up, guys, and welcome to Drum Talk, the podcast where we'll just drum about it, we talk about it. My name is Nia Testa, and this week, I am joined by the OG of YouTube DIY drum hacks, thrift store deals, woodworking experiments, and drum collector, Sir <laughs> David Rauf. What's up, dude? Thanks What's for having up? me. <laughs> no problem. What's kind of crazy about this whole like process of getting you on the show is that like a lot of people don't know that I did um, social media for a couple of... Um, podcast and this one I think I was doing one for like the drum showroom and I had contacted you about it and then like literally like a month later he was like uh, I think I'm gonna go on to other things and kind of do something else and I was like well that shot the opportunity <laughs> and I was thinking about it like the coming up like episodes I was like man why have I not had David on the podcast <laughs> yeah, no like I remember the uh, the first time he hit me up because dude it was so weird like back then that was like what three four five years oh, ago easily um, three years ago yeah yeah um like everyone they like hit me up yo can you be on my podcast yo let's do this let's do that i'm like at the same time <laughs> yeah and like i don't know back then i was like oh, forget about podcasts like i don't want to be on a podcast like i'm not gonna lie i'm like a, a shy person i guess and uh, right i was like i just screw you i don't care um but now it's like oh yeah podcasts are cool like i enjoy you know having longer format conversations with people and uh now it's like no one cares. Like uh, we don't want you on, on our podcast. Like, oh, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just it's yeah. I can I could definitely see that being the case. And also, it's like not to be super nerdy about doing some research, but um, <laughs> to, three or four years ago was 2017. So like even prior to that, like what uh, seven years prior? Oh no. Maybe five years prior, you had just started YouTube channel, right? Two thousand yeah. like twelve, eleven, twelve ish. I I think I I started my channel in like two thousand seven or eight, I think, but I didn't oh. like take things seriously till like two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen, I think. I got you. Or, oh, cool. I think I don't know. I'm, I'm horrible with dates, so <laughs> who knows? I, I mean, I I guess the like I was doing like a, a couple of things. I was like scrolling. I was like, when, when did he first start posting? <laughs> yeah. And it was my senior year of high school. <laughs> it was 2012. I was like, All right. <laughs> so I'm, wanna... I'm not, I'm not that much older than you actually. No. I mean, actually a lot of people don't know this. I ended up, um, I moved to Florida and because of the beautiful, and that was in 2002. And I was in like four, I just finished fourth grade. Fifth grade rolls around, and oh, surprise, surprise, FCAT, and I fail fifth grade. So I was a little older graduating high school than most people. I was 19. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's well, a, still, we're basically the same age. So pretty much. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some, small little story on the side. Actually, I wanted to kind of jump in, like, really, before we kind of do, we're going to do a bunch of, like, top five hacks and all that good stuff. But a lot of people don't know that you actually have, like, a full time job. Well, depending on the yeah full-time job so like if you could tell us real quick like what do you do and then maybe you can go into your whole like from beginning to now kind of deal yeah um well as far as the job it's just uh i would say a nine to five but it's actually six thirty to three right so i wake up at like five every day which is horrible <laughs> um <laughs> but because i get home at, at three like it allows me to do the youtube stuff and you know have that time because like I've worked jobs where I get home at five or get off at five, and then get home at like five thirty, and it's just like you're drained. You have you gotta eat, you gotta you know do the other thing. Your whole life you know in those few hours, and then it's like by the time you finish all that, you have you don't feel like doing anything else. You know, um, 
so having you know getting off you know earlier is definitely a, a good thing um but yeah I, it's just like a repair and maintenance job so basically i just drive around and, and fix things um oh yeah it, it's really simple that makes actually. a lot of sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i say that and people are like oh yeah i see that yeah um so yeah i guess uh um you know i was doing all the stuff before i got this job um because people are like oh well how do you learn all this stuff and honestly i just learned from like doing it myself and you know youtube videos and like a, right. the occasional book and uh but i never had like like a you know like a i don't even know like a, a real teacher or anything um for this kind of stuff it's kind of just like through trial and error and like oh hey i i found this table saw for cheap let me buy it and then i learned how to use that and then it's like, oh, well, what else can I get and use and what makes my life easier? And then just snowballed from there, basically. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, did you get that? And this, I'm just curious about this. Like, did you get that job like a couple years into doing YouTube or something like that? Or Yeah, I, I did. Um, trying to think. So, uh, what? I had like a part-time job and I was still in school when I like started my, my channel. Right. Um, so I... And I was like, I was at a little community college and I had a part-time job. So like all my friends were, you know, out at school, I was at home. And, uh, that's why I started my YouTube channel just to like continue the musical motivation, I guess. Right. And, uh, so yeah, I, I had a little part-time job and then I decided to like stop going to school because I had started where I am now with a, a part-time job there. And I was, I was doing stuff that I enjoyed and the people there were cool. And again, the hours worked out. Um, and then a full-time position opened up. So I was like, well, let me see, let me apply for this. If I don't get it, I'll continue going to school. If not, then I'll just, you know, work here the rest of my life, I guess. Right. Um, so I ended up getting that job and yeah, so that was about five years ago I started there. So yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Cool. So, I mean, now that everyone knows, like, there you go, you don't have to like be full time to do what you love still. And you can definitely find jobs that, you know, pay the bills. I heard you in another podcast saying, you know, getting a 401k, getting retirement, stuff like that. And it's definitely important. And funny enough, whenever you do retire, you'll have even more time to even invest into this little side thing. Eventually maybe the side thing might take over. Exactly. Yeah. And like, um, so I, a buddy I went to high school with, he has a, a YouTube channel. He started like a couple years ago. He's like, bro, you hit like a hundred thousand subscribers. Like, you're gonna quit your job and like go full time YouTube. I'm like, I I could, but like, I have this house. <laughs> exactly. You know, I have these things like, like bills and everything. And uh, so yeah, you know, again, having like a full time job, as much as it sucks sometimes, like it, you know, you know, you're getting a paycheck. Again, you have retirement, you have benefits and all this stuff, yep. health insurance that like YouTube can't provide you. You know, so to say. I mean, obviously you can buy it, but right. Um, no, it's just I don't know where I'm going with that, but yeah, just having a, a full time job is like it's still like look I want to say look down upon, but like you hear so many people like oh yeah I, I drum full time or I do this full time I yeah they take pride in that even though like it doesn't make like I I'll be honest like I do that full time but it doesn't make me a ton of money like my wife makes majority of the money for all of our bills and I'm able to obviously give a lot but my amount that I give is much smaller than hers. <laughs> and that's just two different creative fields. And so people just need to, to realize that like, not all the time is it ideal to, especially in our day and age to just do, you know, drumming or something like that. And that's why I encourage anybody I talk to, even some people that have been on this podcast that do multiple things other than just drums, because unfortunately we're moving into a, an era where, you know, 
drumming cannot do it all unless you kind of do what you're doing and like kind of build up something um, while you're working something else. And eventually you get to the point where like for a great example, and I hope to have him on the podcast soon, um, is Ash Stone. Ash Stone for the longest time had a consistent job in playing for The Voice in the UK mm-hmm. um, and did that for a long time until it got so busy with this personal studio that it just took off a couple years ago. And so it just comes to show like being able to invest into something while kind of doing something else on the side can really benefit long term. Definitely. And another, another thing, too, that I don't think I've ever really expanded on is like, you know, if you're like your whole life is dedicated to drums, like you need something to get away from drums. Right. You know, it's that time away that helps you, you know, realize that, oh, I like drums even more. Right. And it kind of like gives you that, um, that like restart, you know, so to say, um so it's like you know i go go to work do my thing and then by the time i get home it's like all right sweet like let's do youtube while like i'll notice if say i take like a week off and i'm just like just grinding on youtube it's like what am i doing like i this is like not healthy it's like <laughs> yeah. why am i doing and then you, then you hate it right yeah but if you take a break from it and then come back to it it's like oh it all makes it you know easier I guess. Yeah, that's so true. That's why I like doing um, multiple things. That's why I like being a drum tech. I do like, you know, freelance um, tech stuff with like live sound and stuff whenever that comes back. So that's definitely something to and also, like you said, it makes you more creative and appreciate um, drums that much more by by doing it. Like nothing is worse than being a dish boy at a restaurant. I've done that and it sucks, but it does make you appreciate the the time that you're going to be able to sit on the drums and work and, and experiment and try something new and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I guess we could transition in real quick. You told us a little bit about it, but take like, you know, a couple minutes or so and kind of go through your, like from beginning to now kind of, kind of spiel and it doesn't have to be long, but just tell <laughs> us how, how you got here to this point. Um, yeah. Uh, so what it was, I started drumming or I wanted to play drums in like the sixth grade. And, uh, I don't, I just like had the urge to like beat things while listening to music, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I, I remember I asked my mom something. I, I don't know if I asked her if I could get a drum set or if, you know, I could take lessons or what the deal was, but I was like, I want to play drums. And, uh, she, she was down with it. And I guess it worked out because my sister was going into high school at the same time. And she was in the choir, so she was started taking, uh, you know, vocal lessons. So I started taking lessons at the same place that she was taking lessons. So oh, cool. it worked, worked out, you know, nice. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, from there, I, I did the whole concert band in middle school. Um, and then high school is where things, like, started making sense for me as far as, like, music, like, all the stuff I've been practicing and learning. It's like, oh, this all makes sense. This is why two eighth notes sound the way they do not just like oh there's two eighth notes it sounds like this like kind of like visual memory type thing like everything started to make sense right um so that's when it became fun i played in you know the concert band marching band indoor drum line uh you know any ensemble i could i I would and i played in a few musicals um and on top of that i was playing in in bands with my friends and then any sort of like side gigs like at churches or whatever like anything i could do i was you know going for it and then uh yeah um basically i mean from there i went into college which is where i almost kind of like stopped doing music and i feel like that happens with a lot of people um 
because it's like, oh, well, I got to get a real job and study other things besides music. Right. Um, and that was kind of what I was going to do. So I uh, went into school not doing anything with music. I think I took one elective. It was, uh, what was it? Music history, I think, which is like the most boring class ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But at, at the same time, I got lucky because a girl I knew – um, from high school, her brother was in the same school and we, you know, linked up and he played guitar and he had friends that played guitar and bass and sang and everything. So we just, you know, had a little band, um, you know, considering like the atmosphere of college, just like playing at parties and like bars and whatnot, just playing covers. And uh, I guess after that, I decided not to go back to that school. At least I went to a community college. So I was back home. Yep. And again, I like mentioned this before, I needed something to like motivate my musical creativity because it was just me i didn't have any you know friends to like play music with so right. I was like, let me start this youtube channel just to like fart around and like well if i put this video out there it'll like motivate me to practice more so that's kind of like the idea behind the youtube channel i mean not like the theme of the channel but just like why i started it and then it kind of just evolved into where, what I'm doing today, so no, that's cool. And like, what what I think people don't know actually, if they don't scroll pretty much far back all the way to the beginning, was you actually started off um, doing like minute drum hacks or something like that. <laughs> and like, like, how did you help come up with that idea? Um, I I found out in one of the videos, but I actually want you to say that because I think it's really interesting because now you're kind of seeing the shift backed to that idea with like youtube shorts mm -hmm. and different things like that but like yeah elaborate on like why was doing just a minute um more helpful for you than doing like a you know a full like six to ten minute like youtube video yeah um so so i had the channel right and i was just kind of like posting whatever like oh let me play the drums for a second and i'll put on youtube um but right. i uh it, this may sound sad but like back in the day like you had to get like eligible to like monetize your videos right so i remember getting that like email from google like yo you can monetize your videos like oh what like i can make money doing this like i'm become a billionaire <laughs> which obviously wasn't the case at all right <laughs> but uh so i i again i was i was in school kind of doing my own thing working a part-time job but it's like you know you always want more money so i was like i gotta focus on youtube i gotta make it big and do something so i was trying to think of like channels that i could i could make and uh back then like drum covers and drum lessons just like dominated youtube absolutely in the the drum community at least and uh i was thinking about that like oh i could do you know drum covers but i had like one camera and like the the you know the fad back then was to have like 19 different angles i'm like well i can't compete with that like why bother and then like i could do lessons but it's like there's so many people out there that are doing it better than I could. And it's like, I don't want to do lessons because it's, it's I don't want to. Right. So why right. would I, would I do it? Um, so I, there's a, there was a channel named, uh, a guy named Bob Gatson. I don't know if you've heard of him. Have you? Yeah. Bob Gatson. Yeah. 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 He, did the, so, he did a whole bunch of like tri tricks and tuning tips with like Evans and stuff like that for yep. a while. Yeah. So like, he was like, I, I found that his channel's like, I've fell in love with it. And oh, it's at awesome. The, at the end of it, he would do like these, like, um like quick tip sort of things which were basically like drum hacks before that uh you know term was coined right right um so anyways i was thinking about channels i could make and i thought about the quick tips that he was doing was like oh well, what if i did a channel like just on like the like nerdy how to like basically just like drum hack kind of stuff 
And uh, I I was like, yeah. I, I, I remember I got a, a notebook and I, I wrote down, I was like, if I can get 10 ideas, like 10 like hacks, basically, if I can get 10 ideas, then I'll like commit to this idea. If not, then I'll think of something else. So I wrote down like, I think a full page, just like ideas for videos. Like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is my thing. I'll do like quick tips and whatnot. And there was another channel. Um, I was into like beat making and like a little bit of like DJing back then. And this guy had a channel like DJ tips and like under a minute, which were just like quick little tips. Like, oh, hey, when you get to a gig, check the power with this and blah, blah, blah. That's the video. It's like, oh, OK. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll do like drum tips in under a minute just because it's the other guy I was doing it. Let me just copy him. Right. right. <laughs> so um, so I started doing that. And also, too, um, I you know, obviously I was doing like longer videos, but my uh, I had a cheap little laptop anytime I had like just massive amounts of like footage and whatnot it would just crash i'll get to a certain point it'll just shut off i couldn't do anything so i kind of found like a workaround with that um which i mean it's not important but um that's why i'll do these like kind of one take videos like pov style with my my phone right. just like like oh hey look look at this you know snare if you tune it like this it'll sound like this and then right. there's, there's a video no editing just quick and easy you know to the point yeah, no, that's that's absolutely great. And it makes it really interesting because um, now with, I mean, maybe not so much with YouTube Shorts, but with like TikTok, for instance, that has a lot to do with like those one take kind of like, let's just do it all in one thing, no cuts, stuff like that. And that's becoming, again, popular through those type of channels. And so it's it's just really interesting. And actually, like if you want to, I'm perfectly okay with you talking about like the workaround that you did with oh. the thing. Because I think a lot of people like would like things are so much more like if I say easier now because of the fact that we have so much technology available to us, but like you're looking back at like what, 2011, 2010, mm -hmm. where like things was kind of just like coming up with, with like, you know, technology and stuff like that. So like, what was the workaround? Yeah. Uh, well, so first of besides all, besides the non-cut, besides the not editing or anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? So, I'll get to a certain point where I knew like, okay, it's, there's like five gigs or whatever, like on a footage on, uh, I guess I was still using iMovie back then. I don't know. Um, but so you were using, you were using an iPhone just to confirm. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I was filming with an iPhone and I started editing on with iMovie. Right. Gotcha. Um, on my laptop and the, uh, so I'll get to a point where I knew it was going to like crash out and just stop working. So <laughs> I'll get to that point just bounce that video or export that video. And then I had like that chunk. Right. So that was now condensed into a smaller section. Right. Instead of having the, all this raw footage, I had like a, you know, two minutes of a, a finished video. So then I just import that, delete the old footage and then continue on. Um, but then you get to the point where it's like, Oh, I got to like re edit this thing. And you start like cutting things and things like don't line up and the audio is right. all weird. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and then I'm, I'm I'm going to shoot myself for saying this, but, uh, I like, I use a crack version of logic to record my drums. That's I amazing. use a crack, I use a crack version of final cut to start editing. Um, but obviously I'm, I'm legit now, so don't worry. All right. <laughs> I mean, pirate Bay was still a big thing, so you're yeah. fine. <laughs> People were like taking music off of like Snapster and all that stuff. So yeah. we're, we're good. <laughs> 
But people, just remember, you know, you start somewhere, you evolve, and you don't uh, do illegal things anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it really just comes to show, like, and this is what really this podcast is about, because a lot of the people that listen are, are much younger. Like, you really, it, it really comes to show how how much you need to think outside the box when you don't have everything that you're looking for. And I think that's kind of where we're going to be going to with getting these drum ca- drum hacks out there is because a lot of these drum hacks came from the ideas of not having enough of something or having an extra of something. And maybe like, for instance, like when you took the floor tom and cut por- a portion of the floor tom out and you made a snare drum out of it, like all these different things like ended up becoming out of just, Hey, what can I do with this extra stuff? Or what can I do? Because I don't have enough stuff. Like what can I do to make more stuff? And just came out of necessity. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's a quote and I don't know who, who even said this or where it came from, but it's, uh, what like limitations are the mother of, of creativity. You know, yeah. you, uh, uh, you know, you, you say, you know, build a house. It's like, okay. Then you build a house. Um, or sorry, I don't know what I'm where I'm going with that. <laughs> it's probably it's, a bad analogy. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I, I found out who the quote was from. It's from David Rove. He just said it right now. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that that uh, famous philosopher, enough uh, famous philosopher and uh, drum hack nerdery <laughs> person. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Um, well, sorry. Um, I know. Uh, I think it was J.P. Bouvet. He's like kind of expanding on. So, like, what I'm about to say is, I'm like stealing from him. Um. Actually, I'm not even going to say that because I'm going to butcher it. But yeah, um, you know, if you give yourself limitations, you find yourself being more creative, more creative is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, no, it's true. And like for a great example would be like, you know, if you don't have like twenty five dollars to make a uh, or to buy a big fast snare drum or something, you can easily take an old drum head, cut it out and put it on top as a, as another alternative. So it's like, there's so many different things and I really want to get into, I want to hear what you, yours is, but, um, and we'll probably go back and forth on this, but I think this is where the meat of the podcast, where I want it to be because of the fact that it makes so much sense. And also that it like really helps people think about the idea that, you know, you don't need all of these crazy things. Like you see, if people were seeing the video right now, they see the the nice studio and the nice mics and all this stuff. But that came with years of just digging in, trying to figure out ideas, finding different like things to change or or like manipulate or anything like that. It's just like really putting in the time because of the fact that, you know, you were not just one trying to make YouTube videos, but two, like trying to find what other hacks hadn't been done before that you could easily put onto a video um, that people do all the time and just never, never made a video about it. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And that, and that sorry to like go off a little bit. But yeah. Like obviously like every drum hack I share or talk about, like I didn't come up with, you know, of course, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of the stuff has like been done before, but just like, again, it's like, Oh, people haven't really talked about this. Like, is this like common knowledge? I mean, nowadays it, it probably is, but like, again, back five six years ago is like like totally different than than now as far as like sharing information oh absolutely it goes around so quickly and but it's it's interesting to see that there are still things out there that people haven't made a video about like i i recently saw this and before we get into the hacks i'll I'll share this like i i've recently saw this one guy um on tiktok and i've talked to him a couple times 
but he recently made a video um showing like what a snare drum sounds like when you start putting like this everyone puts like a square tape to make it really sound pretty fat Mm -hmm. but nobody ever done like piece by piece unless i haven't seen a video of yours that you've done of a piece <laughs> by piece of tape and seeing what it sounds like until you get to the final sound of like it kind of sounded a little bit more fat so i just there's still things out there that yeah are not new because quite frankly with drums like nothing's new under the sun but there are things that still haven't been like shown like hey this is how you do this and I think that's where this a lot of these drum hacks are going to be super helpful for people because some people might not even know about these drum hacks, which I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. That hopefully we can share and everything. <laughs> Sweet. I mean, you can definitely start off and then we'll kind of go back and forth and uh, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, you asked me to pick five of my favorite hacks. Yes. And uh, I have four I'll, I'll think of one sorry That's fine. <laughs> um, no you're good it's all good <laughs> the uh all right so this is no particular order but um so this one actually is one that i like kind of like stumbled upon by accident um so i'll take credit for this one <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> which uh is uh so if you again you just talked about you know putting you know a snare a head upside down like on your snare and all of a sudden it's fat right so i had the idea like oh well what if you do that with a bass drum because you could put on your floor tom it's the same thing kind of fattens it up a bit right but uh, but you know how first of all how do you mount it on your bass drum then second of all is it going to sound fatter like a bass drum is totally different than every other drum right so right i, I tried this out i figured out a way to you know mount it but uh surprisingly it like completely changed the sound it was like the total opposite of being fat just the uh it had like way more attack and just like the uh the head slapping against the head gave it like more of a, a click sound like a again a lot of attack more like a like a triggered metal bass drum kind of sound right um so like oh well this is a, a cool idea and the reason i picked this one again is like it was kind of like my discovery and like i thought this was my million dollar idea like oh i'm gonna <laughs> somehow you know make this thing you know manufacture this stuff and like sell it and like see you like I'm, I'm moving to like i don't know hawaii or something but uh <laughs> But sure enough, uh, it's already been done and is uh, you know a thing. So I was like, oh, right. never mind. So and that's- if if I if I remember correctly, that video was from, um, I mean that piece of drumhead was when you had already cut it out from a from a another drumhead to make a porthole, correct? Um. So let's see. I've talked about it a few times. Like uh, in my first video on my channel. I just cut up like an old bass drum head and I shoved it in between. Uh, I had an EMAD at the time on my drum, on my That's bass right. drum. So I, I kind of cut it big enough to fit inside the foam ring, right? Right. But but then uh, in the in my Drumio series, um, I talked about it again, and you know I realized you don't need a giant thing, a giant you know piece of like you know a bass drum head to, to right. use. And I just used the little hole that I had from cutting out of the porthole. And just taped it on the head, and it gave it, you know, the same effect. That's right. That's right. I remember that. So I, that I found was like really interesting because then you're utilizing like the EMAT itself, yeah, and like making sure that you could, that like I mean, if anybody had an EMAT, they easily be able to do that. Like they could just cut that out, make sure it fits, and then all you do is slide it in and take the foam and slide it over both parts of the drum, and there you go. You have a completely different head. Yeah. So I mean going to i mean because i brought some some with me as well so one and i'm not sure if you've done this um but you probably have it's like um, but i, rec- I recently everything. 
Probably. <laughs> I recently made a video about it on Instagram, and uh, this was kind of taking some cymbal felts and sliding them onto your drumsticks and making mallets out of them. Yeah. And so that's kind of just like it was sticks I already had, and uh, it was uh, the two um, Yamaha mallets. I mean, um, uh, cymbal felts that are like super thick. Yeah, you yeah. Could, I think th- I could. I think it's the same ones that you use to like split in half to yeah. like make two simple felts. So yeah, <laughs> that seemed to be. I mean, it works really well. I mean, I don't have to carry around these like old rinky dinky like Vicfirth ones that like are like breaking off and they're looking right. like little little worn and stuff like that. So that's another one. I don't know if that's. I hope that's not on your list, but no, it's I not. Because I know I, I saw you. I saw your. Uh, I guess your Instagram post of that. I was like, he's going to pick this one, so I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, I don't think I've, like, I've talked about it in a video because um, I did a video on, like, testing drum hacks. Right. It's, like, I, I saw all these videos. I'm like, oh, let me, you know, try them out. Um, then, sorry, side note, the uh, when I was up at Drumio, you, you mentioned the tearing the felt apart. <laughs> we, uh, uh, we, I talked about that one there, too. And, uh, you know, you think like, oh, you know, this hack is about tearing a felt in half and you have two felts. You think it'll take like two seconds to like film that. But <laughs> it's like, this is the felt you got to tear it in half. And like, dude, I struggle for like two minutes trying to like <laughs> peel it in half. Because well, so you tight. also like what you need to like, p- like part it at the right area. So you have at least somewhat <laughs> two evenly sized like felts. Yeah. <laughs> I get, I'm, I don't I that It might have been a Yamaha, but like it was just so like tight. I'm like, why is this not working? <laughs> <laughs> honestly i think it might have been the yamaha one because these are the only ones that i know that are so like thick yeah like, n- nothing else that i know of like makes no, no other company i know of makes them so cuts them so thick right yeah no that's a good one uh i guess i'll jump into my second favorite yep um this is another one that i uh will take credit for thank you um <laughs> I'm sure it's been done before, but it's one thing I kind of stumbled upon like way before I even like did anything with YouTube. But if you, uh, so if you have like a Tom arm for like a, like a Pearl style Tom mount with like the tube, you know, right. Um, if you like mount that upside down, like on your hi-hat stand and then angle the, uh, the short section of the tube, you can put your stick in there and it's like a little stick holder type thing. Dude, that was like one of, I think that was. That had to have been part of the first like five or six videos of drum hacks that you did, and that when I saw that, I was like, "Wait, what? What? <laughs> I can yeah. I can do that? That's right, yeah. I can't do that if I have those things." And if you go to like, and this could be a whole other episode, but doing like the whole thrifting thing and going to like different places, I think that'd be a great episode to do as well. Yeah. But if you if you don't have that stuff, you can easily go out and look on like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something, and somebody's somebody's trying to sell it. So oh, yeah. it's yeah. it's very easily accessible and I don't want to steal Drumio's idea, but a lot of these are very practical for people like drum hacks. Anyone can do. It's yeah. not just, you don't just need like a table saw like David has or like, or like yeah. a whole woodworking <laughs> room now that he has too. So like you can easily take a lot of these that we'll continue to start talking about and you can just go to the dollar store. You can go to any of these places and easy, but that's, that's such a good one because it's just, you would never think about it. And now <laughs> instead of only having two, you have an extra one ready to go. If you don't have the whole like fancy 
uh Vic Firth holder or whatever like that. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's such a good one. So my my second one, and I have it, I have made a video about this as well, is um, and this is not this is more an aesthetic thing than like fixing a drum head or anything, but it's taking like a mixer Mr. Clean eraser and erasing off all the like dirt and kind of grime that gets on the drum head to make it look a little bit more fresh. So say like I I did this um one my friend told me about it so i'm like i give it all credit to isra he 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 told me about the idea um but i did it because sometimes i would like the drum heads to look nice during like a video like if i'm filming something or something like that yeah. and it's, the focus is going to be on the drum head it just makes it a lot easier for me to kind of just clean it off and then i'm good to go it doesn't take away any of the coating i try to be as like light as possible but you just put a little dab of water on it and you just clean it right off yeah, no, that that's a good one. I've uh I think I talked about that one in the Drumeo series, but I've uh cuz when it, uh I mean I'm not going to like say that I invented it or anything, but like I saw when I was in high school I played in like a uh independent indoor drumline and uh you know, being small and whatever, they were like, "Oh, we we can't buy new heads and like the the bass drum line, they had these old crusty, you know, heads and everything." Um and the director's like we need magic erase marker or magic erase eraser or whatever the hell right. you call them. Right, right. <laughs> and uh um oh yeah, okay, that works. Um and well, yeah, I'm pretty sure that became like a, a, a thing. Um so yeah, no, that works good. And uh I, I guess there's a hack within a hack. I think I saw this on TikTok actually, but someone was like, Don't buy the magic erase thing. What do you magic erasers? Is that what they are? I think I mean the one the one I used was like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Yeah, like that. the Mr. Yeah. Clean. They're like, don't buy these like the, the obviously like, like a name brand, but like those types of sponges or erasers like have a certain name, and you can buy like I guess buy them in bulk, not from you know Mr. Clean, but I don't know what they're called. So I don't oh know yeah, I I mean I was able to uh, like while I was in Nashville helping out one of my friends, um, I was able to go to like a dollar store and found like packs of two for like a dollar or so yeah so like at most i'm spending two dollars on four of them and then you're good for like because i don't use them all the time yeah like they, whenever, they, they last forever too oh they last forever yeah especially if you use like just one and put like it's almost like using like a uh like a uh i forget one of these called the fiber i forget what they're called the microfiber the microfiber yeah it's yeah. like using that and like taking a corner of it and kind of just cleaning it off and then you have four other corners and the center of it that you can yeah. use for for the for the magic eraser so it's just it's a really cool hack it doesn't it doesn't do anything to the drum it doesn't make it sound better or anything it's just an aesthetic thing and whether you like having stick marks on your snare drum <laughs> or that's a whole nother story because yeah <laughs> <laughs> No, that that is a good one. Uh, all right, number three. Uh, let's see. Okay, so you talked about, or I guess I talked about the, the stick bag or stick holders. Um, but you brought up the little Vic Firth thing. Um, the let's see the the it's the V VK. Sorry, no, that's not it. I don't know what I'm saying. The uh, there's a double stick bag, right? <laughs> it's made for like marching drums, right? It's the MB something MB two, I think. It's like a stick bag for like a marching snare right um but they work good on your floor time but the only thing about it is like it's more like flat if that makes sense and there's two pouches on it right <clears throat> so if you take a binder clip and put it in between the two pouches it make kind of makes it more open if that makes sense so it's easier oh, to pull yeah, your sticks yeah. in and out 
and like I've talked about that like a billion times on you my have. channel. You have, yeah. So, that, so that's why I brought it up here. Just no, that's great. It and it's, it's kind of funny because I had put that as not one of mine, but like a extra because it was your first drum video. Like it was your first drum hack video I'm pretty, you yeah. ever put out. Yeah. And but then I remember later on you had like revisited that hack and then used the whole paperclip thing and said, hey, you know, if it makes it easier put it in the middle and then you're able to expand it a little bit and i think in the first one you had said that you because of the velcro being a little bit oversized you would cut it down yeah and so that didn't overlap so much and you can get a good even like the distribution of like the uh the tension and stuff of those uh yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, the Velcro, those yeah. <laughs> the, whatever those things are. <laughs> yeah, no, because uh, like I said, they're, they're made for you know a marching drum, right? So you know, I guess to wrap around, like there's more lugs and the way it's built is different, obviously. Um, and there's also two straps on the bottom which you don't really need on a four tom, um, right? So yeah, if you cut those off, it's less junk in the way, and also if you cut the middle, it uh, you know, it sits even and there isn't a bunch of excess. So yeah. Yeah, no, that that's a really good one. And I, I actually, for a time, I saw that one, and then I saw Stan Bicknell do the same thing, essentially, and would put a smaller version of it on his snare drum. I think it was mm -hmm. only the holster for one instead of a having single. two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he would, like, put that right in between where, like, the snare drum is in between his legs, and he, like, literally would put right there, and he put a bunch of, like, sticks there, and he wouldn't have to worry about if, like, he dropped something or what something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I try that, too, because I think uh, – Thomas Lang does that too, or did do that. It's like, oh, I want to be like Thomas Lang, and uh, I put it there. I was like, oh, this is dumb. Like, I just because the rim like, shots. It, yeah, it didn't feel right to oh. me. It was like, and also too, I switch out my snare like every other day. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, and we can talk about how many snares you have. So. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, this one I actually got. If I'm not mistaken, I did get it from you, and I also had made like it was like early on when I was posting on Instagram. Um, and made a small video about it because I got some random hardware and it was a little rusty and I was like, huh, how, I make I make, make a video and try out this hack. And it was taking WD-40 and aluminum foil mm -hmm. and rubbing it down on the hardware. And I hope that's not one of yours. I really hope not. Probably <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have okay. that on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, it's just taking WD-40, spraying a little bit on some aluminum foil and you're able to take off some of the rest from Chrome. Um, yeah. from hardware. Yeah. So that was like something I was like, oh, because I like applying things. So obviously like seeing that and then getting this old this uh, old hardware and saying like, oh, I can actually do this now. And I did <laughs> it and I was like, it works. It works. Yeah. No, it's funny because like I was I was trying to I wanted to do a video on that. Um, but I was like, I don't have any like old crusty hardware. So I, I was like, I went on Craigslist and like, oh, there's an old crusty stand. Like, let me go buy it just for this video. <laughs> <laughs> and like you probably spent like 10 bucks on it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um but actually um you you can do that same thing but instead of wd-40 you can use uh just like soapy water you just need to make sure that you get off the excess before you know it like seeps into the chrome and gets that's under right. it and then, and then it rusts even more so that's that's really the only reason why i just said to use wd-40 um, yeah but you can use either so i mean wd-40 tends to be as as I've been working with it, um, it tends to be slightly messy because then you still yeah. have to clean it off. Exactly. Because it sticks onto the hard. So you have to yeah, have like, like another slimy. clean. Yeah, you have to have another like clean like uh towel or something to make sure you're able to wipe everything off because it just it it just kind of gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I know what you mean. Sweet. Um, let's see. Number four. 
uh, all right. So this is a a dumb one, but, (laughs) um, the, uh, there's a minute where I I was like super into wooden beaters and like the low boy beaters and every other wooden beater. Um, but I realized like, okay, the wooden beater, it feels good, but I don't want the wooden beater sound. Right. So this works well, mainly with the, um, with the low boys because of the, the flat round surface, but mm-hmm. if you take a uh, furniture felt pad, like something you put on the bottom of like your couch or your chair. So you don't scratch the floor. You can take that and put it on the face of the beater and you have the same feel as the, that beater, but you have a softer playing surface. If yeah, no, sense. no, that makes perfect sense. I actually had um, just kind of freshening up and watching a, a good amount of, um, YouTube videos from you, and I did see that from Drumio. Is that you did that one on Drumio, yep. and I just and when you think about it, you're like, oh, I actually never thought of that. Like, because everyone has a wooden beater of some kind, but definitely with a low boy, you have all that surface to be able to take this round little um, felt kind of thing and and pop it onto the beater without having to spend more money on another one. And what's cool is you could buy a bunch of them and then be like, oh, for this one, I really don't want this, so I'll just kind of take like a oh, what are those paint things are like kind of like shaped like this it's flat you can just scrape something off i forget the name of it it's like uh, it's like it's like a tool it has a handle on it and it looks oh, like five a five in v- one yeah i think it's a like putty a v- knife yeah a putty knife yeah and so you can just easily take that and just scrape off the um the the patch or whatever and then yeah. you have your back to the your your wooden beater again and then if you want to put it back on you just slap another one back on exactly yeah it's super super good i think i got this I think it's like kind of overall, I've seen it on your channel. I've seen other people do it and they encourage it, especially other techs. Um, but for my fourth, I did like kind of like a DIY emergency kit. This mm-hmm. was kind of like mainly your idea that I, I heard about, but I'm pretty sure other people have done it obviously in the past. Oh, for and sure, for yeah. me, I put like, you know, extra um, wing nuts in there. I'll put some extra tension rods, um, just different things that I think I'm going to need. Um, maybe even an extra key if I could fit it in there. Just having something available that's like in the in the workspace, or I bring with me in my backpack, um, or just like a small little bag that I carry. Like I actually have a little like I think they call it like a tech bag. Um, it's from Dixon, and basically you can hook it onto your bass drum. Um, uh, your your I'm not your bass drum. Your kick drum. Oh my goodness, your floor <laughs> tom. <laughs> oh man. Your floor tom, it has little hooks and stuff, and you can put like different things in it. And so I'll put like a couple extra like like dampeners in there and put like a drum key and a drum G or something like that. Just have some extra things available just in case I need it. So yeah, yeah that's, it's better to better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Oh, absolutely. That's you know, quoted by R. David R over here. <laughs> I, I didn't come up with that. Don't worry. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. What would potentially be out of all the ones that you have done potentially be number five? Um, let's see. I was I was trying to think fast. Uh, um, and like the whole reason I picked for most of these were like they're either ones that I use a lot, or again like ones that I kind of like came up with myself. Right. Um, but this uh, you talking about drumheads brought up another thing. Um, and this was like forever ago. Uh, I think Vic Firth did like a like a contest sort of thing, like post your favorite drum hacks and we'll send you, you know, one stick and you can buy the other one. Um, and it just, I, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to win this thing. And I, I posted about the, uh, what was it? The, um, the binder clip thing. So 
I, I thought I, I got it in the bag, but I, I didn't want it. Um, so this dude, he talked about uh, if you have like one of those smaller, like real, real feel pad, pads, like the, uh, yeah. the the hexagon shaped ones yep. or octagon, whatever they are. Um, the smaller ones, if you like put them on a, a snare drum stand, it like doesn't close right or, it, you know, it doesn't feel right or it, like slips out or like the, uh, the, not the claws, I don't know what you call them, the, the little booties of the snare basket. Like, right. <laughs> they're in the way. So this dude, he talked about if you take like a 10-inch drum head and put that in the uh, snare basket upside down, and then you can put the pad on top of there, it makes it flatter. It it doesn't, you know, fly out. It doesn't bend or do anything weird. And you have the, uh, the stands aren't in the way. So I thought that was a cool one. And he was the one that won the contest. So shout well, out to him. There you go. And then you got to use it at Drumeo. So exactly. Look who really won. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to go back and find that and see who that is. That's really cool, though. I mean, that's definitely, um, especially with somebody like myself that I really like smaller drum pads. Like, I like to have something that's portable and carry. I can throw it in my backpack and, and go yeah. and do something. Um, so I have a couple of smaller pads, and that problem always comes into play. So taking, like, an older drum head that's, like, a 10-inch or something like that and gives you a reason to keep it around. So, like, oh, hey, whenever I practice with my 10-inch, or the uh, the the eight inch drum head, I can e- I mean eight inch drum pad, I can easily put that on the ten inch like head or something like that, and whether it's a six inch or whatever the case is, you yeah have it available. That's awesome. There yeah. you go. And so this one, I don't think people think about the the practical stuff enough. And I mean, I've had everyone bring this up to me. I've seen videos of you doing it. I've seen like my, my a lot of my friends that like like doing hacks stuff like that or have studios and like, Hey, I've tried this and this ends up being better than this um, is taking like the little, they're kind of like moon gel type things, but you basically like, yeah. 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 You can go to like the dollar store and if they still sell them, you literally get a pack of like 20 or 30 (laughs) and those small little things and do the exact same thing as moon gels, not to take away business from moon gel, but you can easily go and save a ton of money and literally buy them like a 20 pack for like two bucks and you're good for like a really long time. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I did the, I remember doing that video. I, I had still have like all of those. <laughs> They're all like dried up and crusty now. Like, cause yeah. I, I don't, I don't use them anymore, but right. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's a good one. And it's like, and you kind of brought this up. There's like different types of hacks. I guess you could say there's like the, uh, um like the money saving hacks there's the it's kind of maintenance sort of hacks or yep. the practical ones so yeah it's, it's cool that you know between the two of us we kind of had a, a wide variety of, of different types so yeah that is kind of the whole point when i try to like i mean when, when we uh when i had kenny sherrits on we kind of both had different uh things to like it was like five ways to bring to like what do you call it uh to make your snare drum sound better and we both Mm -hmm. brought our own five and i think that's that's super helpful to people that are listening right now because instead of you think you're getting five you're actually getting 10 um but the five i want you to pay attention to obviously is from from david more than myself but you (laughs) get like 10 that you can start off with and play around with and experiment with and then you can jump onto david's channel and start watching even more from like the very beginning just to get so much more <laughs> don't, ideas. don't watch those videos oh, they're no. horrible <laughs> <laughs> they're all one takes and he even talks about in the take he says you know what well i might uh 
I'm at a, I'm at 15 seconds already. It's gonna be over a minute. So yeah. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it, but it's cool though, and I think it's really helpful to take that deep dive, whether it's in your channel, whether it's like sounds like a drum or any of these different channels that kind of push onto like hacks or um, experimenting with your drums or something like that. It's just super, super helpful to to kind of be able to not just be able to, but be willing to go down that rabbit hole because I think us as drummers don't think about that stuff enough. And we think about more like just playing. And it's, instead, we could also be thinking about, you know, having these kind of drum hacks in our arsenal. Like what if you what if you end up getting called to do a, a session and you have some of these available to you that you can create the sound that you're looking for in less time than it would be to like change out a head or retune the drum. You can just do something like this or whatever the case is. And then you have a little bit of a wow factor because most drummer, most non-drummers are going to be like, whoa, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm glad you brought that up. There's a, there's a dude named Jimmy DeResta. He's on YouTube. He like builds things. But uh, he always talks about his mental toolbox, meaning like, like, and he's, he's not a drummer or musician or anything, but he always talks about like, he would like take a power, like a, like a couch and see, oh, that's how they did this. Or that's how they stitched this. That's how they did this. Um, and then kind of just like keep it in the back of your brain. Right. Right. And then for the one time you need it, it's like, Oh, well, I remember that couch I saw on the side of the street that was all tore up. They did this thing like this. I can apply that to this. Now it's kind of the same thing with, you know, all these hacks and like, obviously like you don't need to like practice these things, but just like knowing like, Oh, Hey, I can get the sound by doing this. Like if you yep. keep the stuff in your mental toolbox, then like you're golden. Yeah. And it, it, I think it's also good to potentially, um, maybe take a day and practice maybe a couple of these things like, or Hey, w w or just trying it out. Like, Hey, what does it sound like to take a old um, drum head and throw it on top of my, my snare and see what it sounds like. Or, yeah. or just, or like you've done recently, like taking some uh, thin plastic and making uh controlled sound heads yeah. out of, <laughs> out of, out of some, like, I forget what the type of material is Vinyl, called. Yeah. Whatever you print, you know, I'll, tag it in the show notes but yeah just different <laughs> stuff like that being able to like being willing to try things out and experiment with things and i think that's why i really appreciate like your channel so much is because i i don't think there was one before that that really i mean besides bob gaskin that really like focused in on some some hacks and some things you can do and say hey you know what they the main idea of you don't need to spend a lot of money to get like some cool drums or um, make a specific like snare sound or I don't just anything like you, you don't need to go down the, the debt hole to get <laughs> what you want in the sound or the drums that you want. Like a lot of the stuff that I have are not, I did not buy full price. I did not yeah. And I'm, I'm actually really proud to say that because I know some people really enjoy having really expensive drums. And at the end of the day, it's, it's also nice to know that you can, get a great sound out of an inexpensive drum and you don't really have to like invest a bunch of money, even though it's nice and it's, it's sometimes easier because quality control is so much better with some of these bigger companies that invest their time and their money and their energy into making these really great drums. You can still find like gold mines, like an Acrolyte, like a Superphonic that are just sitting around on, on, on the internet for like 150 bucks, 130 bucks. That's too expensive um, for me. Uh, <laughs> No, well, I'm I know kidding. that that's, 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 I mean, yeah, <laughs> anybody that really knows what they're doing and this definitely be another podcast completely. I really want to do that, um, with really going down the, uh, 
the thrift store like rabbit hole because that's such a rabbit hole whether it's thrift store whether it's facebook marketplace whether it's like all the different places that you can you can buy things at but i actually really wanted to round it all out and actually talk a couple snare drums let's let's all right let's talk some snare drums because i think that uh that uh, we all love snare drums, and you have many of them. So I kind of just wanted to <laughs> get see how many. Like, I actually don't know this, and you probably don't know this either because there's probably so many of them. <laughs> but how many do you actually have? I had a feeling you were going to ask this, <clears throat> and uh, I still didn't count. But <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I so I actually started to do a video like uh, my snare, all my snare drums, or or something like that. But I was like, this is dumb. Like, no one's going to watch this. It could be like five hours long. Um, I think in that video, th- there was like 50, <laughs> maybe. Oh but but it was after that video that I was like, okay, like, I don't need half of these. Like, let me sell them. And that's when I, I sold the one to you, actually. Right. Um, but uh, right now, uh, probably like the 20-ish range, 20 to 30, maybe. Oh, so you slimmed down a little bit with the... Oh, yeah. With how many? Okay, yeah. cool. Big time. Um. And and I plan to like slim down even more because like last year I bought so much stuff and like the the one thing about having a lot of drums is like you don't realize how much maintenance it takes to oh a hundred percent to like keep these drums in working order. So one kind of goal for this year is to just um uh get everything in working order and figure out like okay I like the sound of this one I'm gonna keep it or I don't care about this thing like let me pawn it off to someone um. So yeah, it'll probably keep dwindling. But then like I, I say like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, thin the herd out. But then like you know, a couple months ago I traded a drum set for like eight snares. I'm like, <laughs> now I have eight more <laughs> snares. Okay. <laughs> oh, that happens all the time. And like what's funny is is that you you get into that motion. And I've I've thought about this too, because there'd be a lot of people that will call me up and like my uh, for instance, like a buddy of mine was at like a thrift store or something, and he's like, he found these like 60s or 70s i think they end up being 70s like set of like zildjian symbols just chilling there he bought it for like 50 bucks yeah so he ended up letting me have the uh the the hi-hats but like when you what i'm trying to say is like when you make a name for yourself as like a nerd in drums and like 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 inexpensive things or help for friends out or something like that friends as i'm coming to you it's like hey i don't want this drum anymore like i'll sell it to you for like 10 i know you've had plenty of like the the brady snare for like 10 bucks and your buddy was like <laughs> ah, i don't want this anymore you can take yeah. it it's like cool i can fix it like it's so you yeah. get you end up getting stuff like that too where his friends just know oh yeah david will take this like i don't need this anymore i can just sell it to him yeah half, like half of the drums or snare drums at least that i own are like like Oh, so I have like friends, obviously, that like do the same thing that I do, but like they're older and then like they're getting out of it. So not like, but they still go on Craigslist and Facebook and look for and stuff. And look for stuff. <laughs> and then th- those like send all the listings to me, right? So like, <laughs> so I, I don't even have to like do the work. I'm they just like send me the the links, like go get this drum set or get this like this you know the drum. Um. So and it's the same thing with like my followers. People send me stuff all the time, like hey, check out this listing, like That's you should wild. buy this. Or again, people like, you know, the, the more you're into like drums and like buying drums and selling drums, um, people like, no, again, like, Oh, Dave's in the drums. I had this drum. Let me see if he wants it, which most of the time I'm like, I'm good. Sorry. Um, unless it's like a really good deal. And that's another thing people ask like, well, why do you have so many drums? It's like, are you a collector? Which I wouldn't really consider myself a collector. I would say I'm more of a, a deal collector, you know, 
if, if it's a good price, I can't pass it up, you know? Right. If, if you w- walked outside and saw, you know, a Ferrari for a thousand dollars, you're probably going to buy it. Just like you can find like an Acrolyte for $10. You're probably right. going to buy it. Even though you already have like $15, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's also thinking like, and this is definitely going down the, like flipping side of drumming, which I think would be another great pie. There's so many podcasts that we probably could do <laughs> together. Um, but it's then knowing like, oh, I know how much this can go for and not really like overpricing it, but being practical about it. Like, oh yeah, if I get this acrylite, I could easily flip it for, you know, potentially 130, maybe 150 bucks, depending on how good it looks or how, how like age of the drum, stuff like that. And yeah. so knowing that, that's why sometimes this ends up being, such a good way to go down and maybe get some extra money if you're able to search around if you're able to look for those drums that are like 10 bucks you can easily um get a nice little like like spending change or something like that on on the side when you're like flipping these drums and it could i mean i'm not saying it's going to turn into a full-time thing but it could definitely give you a good chunk of change like you could possibly pay rent one month with flipping a bunch of drums if you're really into it yeah or with me at least like especially like in the beginning like it, it paid for itself you know like you know if, if i would buy a snare you know for cheap and then sell it it's like oh i have i made a hundred dollars on this drum right let me buy another drum for a hundred dollars <laughs> and then you sell that for 200 and it, it just it's a snowball it just keeps and, going yep. yeah so there and there the thing is like people like I'll, I'll i'll talk about like the deals i get on on my my videos and people will be like, bro, like I live in this city and like Craigslist is dead and there's never any deals. And it's like, it's the same way here. Like you have to live on Craigslist and like refresh every, you know, half hour or whatever. And like, you have to be like on the ball with this kind of stuff. Cause there's people out there doing the same thing. Like they see a listing, they don't even care what it is, but they know it's a good deal and they like go get it. Yep. And then, and then the next thing you know, it's gone. Right. Yep. So you gotta be on top of, of, uh, your stuff when you're, when you're flipping and finding deals. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's just having the, uh, it's honestly a lot of like determination and dedication to kind of do that and really live on there because I mean, you can find a lot of great deals, but sometimes I know people that will stay up kind of a little bit later at night, like while they're, instead of like, you know, watching tv or something when it gets later at night they'll start scrolling through like craigslist or facebook marketplace and you find deals late at night when everyone's basically already asleep and Mm -hmm. you can easily like snag it because no one's going to be looking for it and so it's and it's interesting because sometimes if somebody's in another time zone or something like that they'll post something and it'll pop up right where you're looking and you're like oh snap i could like grab this right now and it's like super inexpensive and i can then flip it or or use it so it's just it's just finding the time um, and also being dedicated because like you said, no matter where you live, you can easily find these deals and, and get them. Not to say I want everyone that's listening to turn into a hoarder or anything like that, mm-hmm. but because <laughs> it, it can happen really quick when you're like, Oh, 10 bucks here. Oh, 15 bucks here. Like you're finding these drums that like really inexpensive things. And then, you know, like David, like people, you have friends and people that like send you links and stuff like that. So, I'm not saying to be a hoarder, but you can definitely make a little bit of side change um, looking for drums and being able to flip them or maybe experiment with them. That's how like the sticker drum got got yeah. created was like a little inexpensive like Yamaha s- snare. So mm-hmm. that, like there's so many things that you can do that opens up the creativity options um, when you have like an extra drum just sitting around and doing nothing. Yep. Yeah. And uh, 
like you said, like I could ramble on for hours and hours about buying drums and selling drums and like things I've found and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know if you want to do another podcast, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> oh yeah, no, definitely. So, I mean, I honestly, I think it's a really great spot to, to round it out. Um, if, if with, with a lot of the people here, um, being younger, what would you say as we kind of close it out? Um, when it comes to some of these hacks, some of these ideas of, you know, looking for drums, what would you, uh, tell some of the younger listeners that maybe haven't done it, maybe haven't even touched their snare drum yet or experimented or played around with anything. What would you kind of tell them to potentially help them to get started? Yeah. Um, so here's a, another quote that, um, if I can remember, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> if you want to end up, so, oh, I've already screwed it up. <laughs> you're fine. You're good. You're uh, good. <laughs> um, hold on. If you, uh, this is horrible. <laughs> if you want to end up, sorry, I've messed up so many times in this episode. It's all it's all good. <laughs> We're good here. I'm trying to think. I'm just trying to remember it. Uh, hold on. If you want to end up somewhere, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I know you said not to cuss. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, this isn't the the. If you want to end up somewhere, you have to start somewhere. That makes Which, sense. I mean, th- there's a better wording for that. Um, so basically what I'm trying to say is like, just because like you see me or anyone else or any other like professional drummer, like you see them where they are now. They're, you don't see like their past really. You see them in the present. You don't see the hours they put in, you know, practicing or whatever. Yep. Um, but as far as just like creativity and like doing your own thing, just like, again, like there's like no harm in like, oh, let me tune my snare this way or let me put this drum on top of this drum and it might sound interesting. Um, I'm basically just, just experiment. Nothing, there's no harm in it. Right. I mean, sure. You might like detune your drum and like might break ahead, but at the end of the day, like you're not really doing any harm when you're like experimenting. Um, so just, just go for it is what I'm trying to say. And again, like you don't need crazy. And that's another thing people bring up. It's like, Oh, you have a giant workshop of full of tools and like, there's a million dollars of tools. I'm like, it's the same thing. Like I bought all this junk on Craigslist, like used <laughs> for cheap. Like that's the only reason I can afford it. Right. And those are the kind of things it's like, so I'm going on like a tangent, but no, you're uh, good. you, you know, you buy these tools and you make money with these tools. And then the, you know, what you make with the tools pays off the tools, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so again, sorry, going on tangents, but, uh, <clears throat> And now I don't even remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Just like how people um, will look at all the stuff you have and say like, oh, well, you have all these things. Like, I don't have that yet. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, like, you don't need a workshop full of tools to do most of the stuff, you know, that I, I share on my channel. And um, I had a playlist on like limited tool projects kind of things which I need to update. I need to update my whole channel and all my players, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't touched them in We forever. just got out of 2020. I'll give you a pass. It's fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did just get a new YouTube banner, so. Dude, I was actually about to say something. I'm super side note. It looks pretty freaking dope. I really like it a lot. I was like, oh, yeah, he updated the banner. This is cool. Yeah, Um. shout out to Brandon Scott. Um. He's on YouTube. I'm, I don't know if Dude, yeah, him. Brandon. Brandon's a good friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brandon's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he made that for me actually. Well, I I paid him to make it for me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you need a YouTube banner, hit him up. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. 
Um, so yeah, that's I, I'm gonna say the same thing a million times, but don't be afraid. That's what I'm trying to say when it comes to experimenting and trying new things. Because even though it might not work the first 20 times you do it, it's the things you learn from messing up that gives you that idea and gives you that solution. So no, yeah, that's I'll, it. I'll yeah, it I, that. and to close out, there's a there's a uh, a quote that I've kind of been very fond of and just talking about the process and like don't compare your chapter five to somebody's chapter 30 and it's like really just like being willing to see hey you know what i just started this i'm only maybe a year into it i'm six months into it i'm a day into it just to know that you get so sidetracked by looking on instagram and seeing all these people posting up their best life or best version of it and not realizing that hey you know what they started somewhere or they're just fabricating a lot of the good stuff and not showing <laughs> you all the fails they have been going through behind the scenes so that's it's just don't don't compare yourself look at what you're doing and be willing to like david said try and so guys you know on this podcast we don't just drum about it we talk about it we appreciate you guys thank you for tuning in and we will talk to you guys next time <laughs>